This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 132 of the Fight Disciples podcast. This one is dedicated to the world of UFC and it is absolutely awesome to be back in the world of the pay-per-view events, the numbered events. We've got a big one coming up this weekend uh, where there could be genuine record-breaking to quote Roy Castle from the UK. I just need a trumpet now to maybe have a little bit of a toot. <laughs> Thank you very much, buddy. Uh, UFC 215 back in action this weekend, but we've got plenty to talk about before we even get to that, including celebrating our mate Darren Till, um, who was on our Radio City talk show this week after a fantastic performance at UFC Rotterdam. If you've missed that interview, get yourself on our website, fightdisciples.com. You can hear from the main man himself. And also, thank you so much to the people that have tweeted us on our social media, at fightdisciples who have said, Adam, do you fancy taking a holiday? We want Darren Till to present the show a little bit more often. Piss <laughs> off! Right? <laughs> Scouse no. first, no, Scouse so loving. All them Scousers, they love a little bit Darren Till. But yeah, That's absolutely, it. I love him myself. And he's more than welcome to come on the show any time to do his thing. Um, for those as well that are into the clobber, get yourself on Luke1977.com. I've got some news for you, by the way, Nicky Boy. We've got a, we've got a shipment coming. A I was just going to say, I've, I've, I've made a list now of what I want. You can't do that. You can't go online to our new partners well, and say, right, all this, I need a new jacket, I need a new wind cheater, yeah. I need a new bum bag, a new baseball cap, because you'll love your beads as well. You want some of them in there as well, won't you, son? Um, you can't do that. But they're, they're going to send you a box of stuff. I've given them your size. You'll, you'll be impressed. It's going to be... XL? No, it's going to be spread on. <laughs> spray on size, yeah. <laughs> Medium for Nick. Make XL sure it's a medium, meets, yeah. XL meets medium, It's yeah. going to look a bit like a crop top when you're, uh, when you're doing some pieces to camera for us. All right, mate? Anyway, uh, for everybody else that isn't trying to rob stuff, uh, 1977.com is the website. Go there. We've got a code for you. FDLR15. That's a discount code that will get you 15% off at checkout. Any stuff uh, that Luke are doing on their website. It is good, good tackle. And I was on you. there for about two hours the other day. Honestly, you should see the, length, the, the size of my list. Mm. Jane was like, that better not be your Christmas list. I, said, I was like, this is no Christmas list. This is my freebies list. Yeah. Luke are sorting me out, baby. You, they're not. They're not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, listen, before we get stuck into uh, UFC Rotterdam, I've, uh, and I've been stuck in traffic coming to the studio today, I've obviously been reading a couple of other things as I've been coming in. Um, and one story has made me absolutely wet myself. I don't know if you've seen this. It's nothing to do with fight sports, but I just wanted to share it, right? Because it's more of a a, a human element, which I'm sure everybody's been in a, a, a bad date Everyone's been situation. a human before? No, everybody's been in a bad date situation, right? Now, oh, obviously, right, okay. Oh, it's you, a date story. Yeah, yeah. Me awesome. and you were obviously married men. We've got kids, you know what I mean? We, we're out the game, son. You know what I mean? Yeah, but these are the best stories. Once you're married, you mm. love talking about People going on dates and yeah, everything else because mm. I like to reminisce. That's it. And I live vicariously through my That's mates it. who are doing their thing. Have you got any mates on Tinder? Uh, yes, I have actually, yeah. I, uh, I'm fascinated by this app. because Not my the- close mates, but the lads who I used to work with on the magazine and stuff, yeah. they were on it all the time. And let me tell you, they did some they did some proper smashing. They did some damage. Um, and uh, I've never, I obviously this Tinder came out after I was with my wife, yeah. so I've never had the app. Mm. But I've played around on someone else's and I was just like, swipe, oh, yeah. swipe, oh, yeah. swipe. That, that old chestnut, Man, yeah. I would just sit Fake on that account. chair for hours. <laughs> Hours? It is highly amusing. Um, yeah, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday, and this is off the back of a story that I saw trending on the internet, right? So my my basic knowledge of Tinder is that it's a shagging app. Let's not be fucking messing about with Fuck it, yeah, right? Of course. This isn't like someone going in there looking for the, the, the one. This isn't someone going on there looking for nah. uh, someone to settle down with and have children with. This is someone trying to get laid. Yeah, that's yeah. my understanding of what Tinder's all about, okay? 100%. So there's a story that has been on the internet which has had, had me absolutely wetting myself. I'm going to give you the headline, right? You look Because the headline is the obviously the thing that grabs us, that brings us into the story. You ready for this, Nick? Mm-hmm. Tinder day ends with girl stuck trying to retrieve poo bag from window gap. <laughs> I've got to tell you more about this, right? So a fire brigade. This is in, this. Is, I thought this was an American thing, but it's not. This is in the UK. This happened in Bristol. So if you know the Jeez. person that is listening, I mean, we might know somebody who is a fight disciple that knows someone connected to this. This is brilliant, right? I hope so. A fire brigade was called to. It says Liam Smith. Now I don't think it's our Liam Smith from it's the world beefy. of boxing. I don't think it's beefy. No, no, no. But a fire brigade was called to his apartment when he found his date wedged inside his bathroom window 
due to a faulty flush, she had attempted to throw her shit out of the window only to find it got stuck in the gap. Soon, she met the same stuck fate. Stuck in what gap? What do you mean, stuck in the gap? So he's in an apartment, right? And he's, yeah. he, she's tried... Basically, what has happened? She's, she's bl- took a dump. It won't flush. Yeah, she's blocked... No, she's blocked the toilet. A dump's that massive, right? Jesus Christ. She is, what kind of a girl takes I love shit? this. I love this, right? Oh because my, my understanding God. of women in the in the past, right? And every girl that listens to this, are wives mainly, mm-hmm. they just do rabbit droppings, don't they? They don't lay yeah, a cable. Man. They don't this lay a proper cable, do they? My wife rabbit drops only at home as well. She That's doesn't even it. go to the toilet and work. That's but, such a girl thing to do, but you can't go on somebody else's throne, mate. Like how can me. you go on a date? Well, this is it. This and is the drop best a bit. hot one. This is the best bit about okay, it, right? So they found each other on Tinder. Yeah. Now my understanding is that they're obviously on there because they want to get laid. Yeah, yeah. So they've gone on a date. I'm guessing he's fed her up. He's, he's giving her a good feed as the lad, and yeah. they've gone back to his apartment. She's obviously had a little bit too much. Maybe they've gone out for a curry or something. I don't know. But yeah. they've had a little bit too much. She's she's got the confidence then to go for a shit in his apartment, which I think is absolutely legendary. <laughs> but she's blocked the bog. Oh she's God. literally then shit herself, thinking. I mean, because that's an embarrassing situation, isn't it? If you if you block somebody else, just imagine him coming downstairs in the morning, right, to go. I don't know, spend a penny, and he sees a proper growler looking at him. <laughs> Floating away. Yeah, exactly. So she's so she's decided, right, I'm going to fish this out. I don't know where she's got the poo bag from. She must, like, have dogs or something. She must have something. So she's she's fished this turd out of the bog and tried to whiz it out the bathroom window, but it's got caught. So what she's done then is climb up to try and get rid of it, uh, knock it off or whatever. But then because she's lost the balance, she's got stuck in the window and she's had to get the fire brigade out to come and get her down. Oh my god. Because she's got stuck in there. Unbelievable scenes. <laughs> Which the thing is though, with me speaking about obviously Tinder and this story in general, just got me thinking about a story from twenty years ago with a mate of mine. This is brilliant. Regarding going for a turd in somebody else's house. This is mm. ace, right? So we just finished school, started college, right? And my mate had started dating this girl and she'd invited him round to her house, obviously she lived with her mum and dad at the time, um, for tea. So he's gone round to their house for a bit of something to eat on, the, like a, let's say it's a Sunday dinner, and he's asked to use the bog. He's gone upstairs, and he's curled one out, right? <laughs> Again, blocked the toilet. And I'm thinking, why has he done that? I've no idea why he's done this, but he's done it anyway. So he's gone out there, he's done a turd, he's blocked the bog. Obviously, he's embarrassed. He's thinking, this is the first time that I've met her parents. They're going to know that this is me, right? Because there's only other one. Nobody does a turd like this unless you're a guy. And there's only other one other guy in the house, and that's a dad, right? Yeah, yeah. So what he's decided to do is take his sock off. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's took his sock off to fish the turd out of the bog, right? But then, obviously, he can't go downstairs with a turd in his pocket or out like that. <laughs> he can't do that. So what he's done... He's decided to hide the turd in the sock behind the radiator, right? So he's, he's hid it behind the radiator. What? Cracked on, had his meal, had his pudding, forgot about the turd, right? Now, this date happened in the middle of winter, so you're going to put your eating on at some point, aren't you? <laughs> the next time, the next time, he forgot about it. The next time he goes around to her house a couple of weeks later, obviously sees mum and dad again. Yeah. And there's some builders and workmen around at the house, right? And he's like, are you having some work done? What's going on? Like, goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we think we've got something stuck under the floorboards in the toilet because there's a horrendous stench up there and we just can't find it. We've looked everywhere. We've been trying to figure it out. So what we're having done, we're having a, we wanted a new floor anyway. So we're having a new whole new floor re, uh, re, redone in order to uh, obviously see if we can find it. We think there's something wrong with the pipes. Obviously, light bulb's gone on in his head thinking, shit, I've left a turd behind, you t- behind, you, uh, behind the radiator and it's obviously extension that is brilliant isn't it so he's cost the in-laws um, they're not together anymore but he's cost his uh, girlfriend's parents shit loads of cash just because he left the turd behind the blooming radiator what went through his mind what to a ledge. it in a sock what a ledge put it behind the radiator what? listen needs must mate these minds work needs Jesus must. Christ I just walked out and gone you won't believe this mm. I've only I- gone and blocked the shit out <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I roll baby extra large <laughs> hello <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Scenes. Um, Unbelievable. Now, with that in mind... This the is motto a- of the story is, yeah. if you drop a shit in someone's <laughs> house and it doesn't flush, man the fuck up 
And just say, listen, man, mm. I've just blocked your toilet. Oh. Deal with that shit. <laughs> oh, don't go for a shit in somebody else's house. Well, yeah, that's, that, that is the, the top story. Mm. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. If you've got any uh, interesting shit stories where you've blocked the bog somewhere, get in contact with the Fight Disciples. We'll yeah. share them no on pictures, next week's show. No, please, no, 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 no. I don't want a picture of a growler looking up at us. You know, none of that nonsense. No pictures. A mate of mine once, funnily enough, I'm going to his wedding. Uh, it's the lad who stagged who was the other week, but mm. it's his wedding this Friday. And... Um, he once took a shit when we were kids, took a photo of it and sent it round to it. And then this was back in the day, so this was like an old Nokia. 32 send job, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, it was probably like, you know, all digitalized and everything it, it else. Pixelated, yeah. But he's actually still got the original photograph. He had it developed at like the fucking, you know, the corner shop or whatever it was. And of, a, actually, of a shit. He's actually still got it. I mean, when he was about 15, so it's something 25 years ago. He's still got this Why? picture. Why? Because. The shit is one unbroken chain, and it goes from under the U-bend, rears its head, comes right up out the pan, (laughs) and actually touches the lip of the seat. One big chain, one big giant log. It's like the Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) Honestly, phenomenal. Honestly, it's like King Kong's cock. (laughs) Like three-footer. Bigfoot's Unbelievable, exactly. That's why he's still got it. That's why you still got it. Respect. Big shout out to Jay. Looking forward to your wedding on Friday, brother. Do you know something? There is something quite... Um, uh, mate, that takes some skill. Mate, it's a skillful he must have, thing. He it's... must have conjured that out. Because you know yourself, when yeah. you give a bit of a push, automatically your sphincter just closes, doesn't it? It like closes off to, to chop it up for you. So the, the control he's had in his, in his anus to, to push that out like a Mr. Whippy without breaking it. Man, that's talent. Mate, there's a sense of achievement in that as well. Oh, you actually that's why good. he took a picture and sent it to everyone. That's why he's still got the fucking picture 25 years on. <laughs> that needs to come out in his best man speech or his, his, his groom speech without any shadow of a doubt, man. I thought you were going to say that needs to come like a number two, like oh. a, version two needs to come out at the weekend. But oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I'll have to remind the best man about that. For you know that we're going to get pictures now with people's uh, unbroken shits, aren't we? That's what we're going to get Mate, now. I want to see someone try and top that. I, I, underneath the U-bend, straight to the lip of the pan, that's some phenomenal shit. There you go. Um, for those that are just tuned in uh, to Fight Disciples, maybe this is the first time that you've ever listened to it. It is Fight Disciples yeah. and not Shite Disciples. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole new podcast that's a business idea let me take that down just us talking about the best shits we've ever done <laughs> oh, yeah we are award winning you know um, we, we, we won best sports podcast at uh, the British Podcast Awards earlier on this year so thank you very much for you know maybe you've seen that on a website and thought do you know something I'm going to give these guys a chance let's go and have a little bit of a nosy in I like the UFC these lads talk about UFC let's get in there and the first 10 minutes of the first show that you listen to is us talking about people curling one out there you go uh, but welcome welcome to the show and you can subscribe to us at fightdisciples.com <laughs> wrong time to plug a subscription no mate this is it this is where we're going in um, earlier on this week we've got to uh, catch up with Darren Till he's one of our favourites we absolutely adore the fella he's got bags of personality and he's dynamite in the octagon mm-hmm. Don't want to go OTT on Darren because uh, we did it earlier on in the week. And if you want to yeah. hear from him and his fantastic performance at UFC Rotterdam, you can get it on our Radio City talk show, which is on uh, fightdisciples.com. Uh, but during that conversation, offer when we finished the radio show, you started ranting about Stefan Struve. So you wanted to go in on him on today's show. In fact, you want to go in on a few fighters today. So we'll start with Stefan Struve, shall we? Because yeah. he's obviously rocked up. It's his home country. He's doing his thing. Yeah. And then in his post-fight... Um, um, interview this, with Dan that's Hardy. What killed me. That's yeah. what killed well, me. Well, talk to me about it, man. He's talking. He said that the other guy wanted it more, but you're at home, man. How can the other guy want it more when you're in your hometown? Exactly. How can a Dutch guy that's been floating around the top ten forever? Don't say, don't say floating around when we've just been talking but, about it. <laughs> Flush him. Get rid. Um, he's been in the UFC forever and a day, hasn't he? Let's be honest with you. And we've speak to the. They said it on commentary. Dan and John at the weekend. This guy has been. Uh, you know, he's literally grew up inside the octagon, and it's true, man. He's been in the UFC forever. Yet he's forever just going to be a perennial contender, as far as I'm concerned. The worst thing was the most frustrating thing. That was probably the. You know, some of the bits he was doing there, that was what some of the best-looking Stefan Struve we've seen. Yeah. Yes, he should have took him down. Yes, he should have took Volkov to the mat and because I think he's a stronger fighter on the mat. But his stand-up looked good. He was kicking every now and again. His boxing looked pretty sharp, especially in the first round. I was quite impressed with this Stefan Struve V2. or v, It's probably not even version 2. It's more like v, version 8, yeah. to be honest with you. But the manner in the defeat, the, the, last, the last minute... 
before he went. Basically, you know, he didn't get knocked out. He just gave up, didn't he? He got. He took one. Don't get me wrong. I was impressed by Volkov. He's a machine. He took some massive shots. That knee to the face, which broke his nose and then sliced his eye open. Yeah. His cheekbone open. I thought, fuck me. He's made of steel if he's walking through that. Mm. And I think he just basically broke Stefan Struve's heart. But listen, like anyone who fights in their home country and their main event in a heavyweight top 10 I need to win this to get any chance of ever fighting well, for that. a title just in, just fucking your, fight. Just in your hometown. I mean, look at us we, in Manchester with Bisping. He was out, man. He was absolutely exactly. battered off Dan Henderson, but stayed exactly. in the fight. Of course he did. Exactly. And I've seen it a million times before across the UK and across the world. When a guy fights in the hometown, mm. there's that no-give-up attitude, that never-surrender attitude. But I'm sorry, Stefan Stuve chose to surrender. Now, I know he took shots. It was a great fight. Mm. Really interesting heavyweight fight. And again, kudos Stefan Struve. I thought he looked good early on. But when the going got tough, Struve got going. Yeah, I think he just it, didn't want to be in there no I, more. He just capitulated, didn't he? He just fell on his ass and was like, you know what? You want it more than I want it. And then to even confess, he wanted it more than I want it. Who could possibly want it more than fucking you? What the hell are you doing in the UFC? Mm. Wait, what? We've heard all the stories now. He's bit, we, he's overcome all the injuries. He overcome the heart problem. Where you know, I I spoke to him just after the heart problem thing, and he was like, "Listen, I've been fighting at forty percent. The doctor told me my heart valve wasn't working properly, but with this medication, I'm going to be like ninety five percent. You're going to see a brand new Stefan Struve. Well, we're still waiting. Yeah, we're still waiting for the brand new Stefan Struve. You know, he's getting there marginally, but listen, he's twenty nine now. I know he still looks like a baby." But he's 29, and where does this leave him now? You know, where does this... Is he still on the outside of the top 10? Is he going to fight, like, a, a JDS now, or a Mark Hunt again, or... You know, I, I don't know. I just thought this was the opportunity for... Ste- we st- we spoke about it last week. Stefan Struve, a big win in Holland, and then go, listen, motherfuckers, I'm the biggest guy in the world. I'm a seven-foot killer. I've starred Stipe Miocic before... I'm going to do it again. He needs an opponent. I am right here. Mm. Make it happen. Mm. Instead, he gave up. On the flip side of that, though, Volkov walks through a boatload of uppercuts. Like you said, that knee to the face that split his mush right open <laughs> yeah. and then managed to keep these composures to put a finish on a geezer that obviously ended up breaking his heart. Yeah, We've got a new player in the heavyweight division, man. This is a, this is a top, top guy. I think he could be I could think he could be in the mix. Yeah, man, that Drago is a real deal, isn't he? Mm. Absolutely the real deal. I'm really looking forward to him stepping up now. And I know this was only his third fight in the UFC, but his two previous fights, he got put in with two of the guys with the best chins the UFC heavyweight division's yeah. ever seen. So we didn't get to see us explode. This is what he's all about. This guy's a finisher. He finishes fights, as you can tell Lily. He just walks people down and he's got heavy hands. And he can and take a whack. massive. He can take, <laughs> he can a, take a shot. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know what? You, they could do worse. I know we're talking now about potentially seeing Francis Naganu fight Stipe or whatever. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of come out now, hasn't it, that Stipe was being lined up to fight uh, a, a, a John Jones or there was some kind yeah. of Brock Lesnar thing going on. But that's all fucking gone now. So they could do a lot worse than throwing Volkov in with Stipe because Volkov's a lot more exper- experienced than Francis Naganu. Naganu's quite raw still. He's, you know, he's still pretty much a novice. Mm. He needs fights. Mm. But this Volkov, don't be fooled by the fact this is only a stage UFC fight. Guy was a fucking M1 global champion in Russia. He's a badass. You know, he's got he's got the record, and I think that would be a decent fight with 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 Stipe. That'd be a hell of a stand-up war. Mm. Uh, there's some other highlights from uh, UFC Rotterdam. My, I'm just going to pick one, then you go for it, mate. Mine uh, was obviously the uh, Showtime kick from Zabit. I thought it was absolutely awesome. If you haven't seen this, I'll put this on our social media at Fight Disciples uh, on Twitter. Uh, the way that he uses the cage to spring off the cage and then yeah. attempt to kick his opponent in the face is a thing of real beauty. I can't even believe I'm saying that, but it's just brilliant. I love creative strikers. I mentioned to Darren earlier on this week that I absolutely loved the, the, him attempting that spinning elbow and the way that he, he nearly timed it and stuff like that gets me going. That's what, it, that's what gets my juices flowing when I'm watching the UFC. You know that I love striking. I'm not too keen on the wrestling side of it, but I can understand it and appreciate it. But two lads that want to strike and be creative with their striking, that's what gets me going, man. And Zabit, Jesus Christ, He's, the way that he is so creative with his striking, there's a big future again for this kid. He's flying. 
Yeah, that was a hell of a UFC debut. You can't ask no more than that. That's what you want to see someone do on the U. You know, when they make the debut, is is do something a bit different. And obviously, Anthony Pettis coined that kick when he was in WEC, famously. Hence the reason why it's called the Showtime kick. It's just a shame it didn't connect. And I was just glad for Zabit in the end that he that he that he got the win because I, I would hate to, for someone to yeah. do that and then lose. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, he's definitely one to look out for. The the, the obviously other than Darren. Uh, the performance that stood out to me was that Mirbek Tasimov. Very good. I said before, and that was going to be the fight of the night. That Felipe Silva's an absolute killer. Um, but Tasimov, man, Jesus Christ! Now we know why this guy has got so much momentum. All he's got to do now is stay busy and stay active. You know, he just hasn't been able to put a bit of a run together. But this guy's the real deal. He's a fucking killer in this lightweight division, and obviously it's. Uh, you know, further down the line, I would love to see him get some kind of a title shot. He's just got to try and stay busy, you know, but he's based out of Tiger Mai Tai. Um, but he is obviously a Russian, so the, the, the room, you know, long term, you've got to think him against Khabib mm. would be a fucking massive fight for Russia. Absolutely massive. And to be honest, you know, I think he's got all the all the equipment to do well against Khabib as well. I wouldn't like to commentate on that. Nurmagomedov against Magomedashiripov. <laughs> you know what I mean? The pronunciation is going to be a bit of a nightmare on that. Uh, but you are bang on. It should be absolutely sensational. Yeah. I enjoyed seeing CR the killer come back as well. Well there done. You go. That's one for the uh, that's one for the UFC crew there. They they love the way I pronounce these names sensationally. Mm. But uh, see, how the killer man, even though it was up at middleweight, he's a natural welterweight. But again, someone that we haven't seen in the octagon for a long time. But when he is fighting, when he is out there, he's an absolute monster. Uh, he put away that Australian bloke and without really breaking and much of a sweat, to be honest with you. So, and then one final note before we move on to this weekend's card, I just want to say, Leon Edwards, yeah, man, man, Rocky Edwards, Fair kid play. is on a fucking roll, absolutely brilliant. Fights out of Birmingham, um, and is you know he's just come on so much now. I think that was his fourth straight win. Uh, it is I think he's lost one in the last seven. You know, this is this is like fucking top ten, top fifteen yeah. contender style. Going under the radar though, isn't it? A little bit. Massively, yeah. Mm. I'm glad this was on the main card because he deserves it, Rocky. You know, he deserves that exposure. Unfortunately, we talk about this all the time. He's not the biggest personality personality outside the octagon. You know, if he had a bit more about a bit more of Darren Till about him, yeah. he'd probably jump forward. You know, but uh, you know, it, the, the crazy thing is Darren's not. Darren, Darren hasn't put any kind. Darren Till hasn't put anywhere near the kind of run together that Rocky Edwards has done. Yet Darren Till's calling out top ten guys. He, he's he's doing his thing and saying right now I want someone who's top ten and now I want the other guy that people are saying is the best striker in this division. I want him because I know I'm the best striker not only in this division but in all the divisions. He's making shit happen. Rocky's on a four fight win streak as I say against good level competition. Barbarena's a fucking good level opponent. Yeah, he's not calling anyone out afterwards. He's not getting involved and you've got to. That's what the UFC want. They need stars. They need people that are going to open the mouth. So Rocky's got to get a little bit more vocal. Otherwise, he's just going to keep fighting these guys that are kind of outside the top 15 on fringe main cards, headline and prelim cards. And eventually he'll lose one and he'll just tumble right back out. You've got to, while you've got momentum, you've got to get grab hold of the microphone. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Now, we're all dead excited about Alberta, Canada this weekend and UFC 215. Before we get there, though, I just want to touch upon a couple of other things uh, that have been happening in the world of UFC since we last spoke last week. Um, more developments on the John Jones situation. We all know that he failed his urine test, but he's passed his blood test. It's a little bit bizarre, this one. And therefore, people think there's a little bit of a discrepancy um, with everything that's happening with USADA in this particular situation. I just want to try and clear something up for people, all right? So um, on the day of weighing, correct me if I'm wrong here, Nick, on the day of weighing, he failed his urine test. On the night of the fight, he passed his blood test, okay? Yep. Now, he's failed for Turinabol, okay, yep. an allobonic steroid, which um, only shows up in urine, which I don't exactly. think has been made um, massively public. A lot of people are going, oh, what's this? He, so he failed a test the day before, but he's passed the test the day after. Obviously, there's something wrong with the test. Well, actually, no. The test that he's done on actual fight night doesn't screen for Turinabol, the thing that he's failed for. Yeah. That's true, and uh, you know, and it's because no one in this, no one in 2017 generally takes Turinabol. That's why, because it's such a Cold War anabolic. Eastern steroid. European shit, isn't it? Oh, it's fucking bonkers. This is it's the like, thing that uh, the Eastern European Olympic team fucking juiced everybody up to, and then because it only stays in your system for about 24, 48 hours or something like that, isn't it? And uh, and therefore they could get away with it on on certain screen, and it's a, and it works as a masking agent as well. well There's that's so it. many a, things. It's a masking agent. That's what it is, but it doesn't show up unless you do uh, your iron test. 
Um, so I don't know, man. It's not looking good for John Jones. I've got to be honest with you. You know, and I, you know, I'm the biggest John Jones fan. For me, he's the fucking best that's ever done it, and it kills me to say it. Of course he is, because um, he's been on Surinderball. That's why he's the best that's well, ever yeah, done it. That, well, that's what I mean. That's what you're going to start. That's what people are going to start saying now. You know, the big question marks start to arise because it's like you know, yeah. if, if if he's if he's been. Uh, performance enhanced throughout his entire career. I'm not saying, you know, for me, performance enhanced, same as Anderson Silva who got busted for it. Just because you're on the juice doesn't make you Anderson Silva or John Jones. You've got to be genetically a fucking freak and a super creative mixed martial artist with immense talent. But taking steroids allows people like that to train when they're fucked, to keep going, to push further than anybody else in the gym, to to train like a monster one day and then go back and do the same thing the next day. That's what the juice does. It doesn't make you necessarily look like Brock Lesnar, but what it does is it allows you to train more and more and more and push your body. So you're still cheating. You're still... It doesn't make you any more creative. Mm. It doesn't make you necessarily faster. But what it does is it allows you to push the envelope further than any somebody that's clean athlete. The disappointing thing about this is, is that, as you've just said, you think he's the best to ever do it. So therefore, did he really need to do this? Did he really need yeah. to get involved with the stuff like Serena Ball? I suppose only he will ever know, you know what I mean? Yeah, but again, it's that it's that psychological edge as well, isn't yeah. it? It's like, yeah, you know, it's it is, like yeah. when fucking Drago fought Rocky, you know? It's <laughs> like when, you, when, you, when you've got that in you, you're like, well... Of course he can't beat me because he's not on it mm. where I am. Mm. I, I'm enhancing myself, so I'm going to win. Mm. Uh, I think that also plays a factor, but I, I don't like talking about John Jones, man. It, it, it upsets breaking, you, doesn't it? It's breaking it? me heart at the moment because oh. I'm a fucking huge fan. It's like a girl that you once loved. That, it really is. That, that, that blocked your toilet with a massive turd. That's basically yeah. where yeah, you're at, exactly. aren't you? That's where you're at with John exactly. Jones. At the like a girl I used to be in love with, I've just found out she's got a cock. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, love it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of girls, women's flyweight, tough twenty-six. Uh, the women's flyweight division, the uh, the brackets are now out as to the way that this is going to all pan out. And the winner of this, which is a little bit of an unusual take, because normally what happens is the winner of tough, uh, the Ultimate Fighter, normally then goes on to maybe get a fight in the UFC, or as we've seen previously, the winner of Tough has gone on to fight the likes of Demetrius Johnson for a title shot. Yeah. But what we're being told this time around with the women's flyweight competition uh, for Tough 26 is that the actual winner of Tough itself will be crowned the first women's flyweight champion. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that's coming in. It makes sense because it's a weight class currently sitting between uh, bantamweight and uh, and strawweight, which they've got at the moment, so yeah. it does make sense, uh, and it offers your girl an opportunity to become a two weight world champion, my mate. Mm, well, already, as you say, my girl. We'll get to Joanna in a minute because we're going to celebrate her win streak at this moment in time when I'm comparing it to uh, DJ. Uh, but uh, Paige Van Zant has already come out. She's already said, "Listen, mm-hmm. I'm going to be moving to flyweight. That's 125 pounds yeah. uh, because she's uh, she's passed out on several occasions while she's been cutting weight, and this is another thing that we spoke about on many occasions here." on the UFC show, is that uh, the way that these mixed martial artists go about cutting weight and getting down to fight weight and on the night, it's very, very dangerous. And we've seen so many fights this yep. year alone just being called off because guys are having to go off to hospital because they've uh, they've maybe misjudged it a little bit and gone a little bit OTT. And Paige is one of those characters that has done it. Yeah, exactly. For anyone that doesn't uh, follow MMA as much as they maybe follow boxing, but they've stumbled across this show because you love the fight disciples. In in MMA, guys cut shitloads of weight. Like you know, massive. They put 20, massive. 25, 30 pounds on before the fight the next day, depending on how big they are. But, so you know, Chuck Liddell famously reckons he cut about 40 pounds in 24 hours or something fucking bonkers for a fight. So that just goes to show, you know, how crazy these guys cut weight. And uh, another one that I quite like for flyweight, obviously, is Jojo Calderwood. I think mm. Jojo's struggled to get any momentum going in the UFC and I think it's because Strawaway kills it and and Bantamweight's too big for her so I think this could be a really good weight class for Johan called Johan fucking hell I'm turning into a, a Brazilian Joanne she's from Scotland yeah yeah Joanne Calderwood so uh, could be good for her as well but interesting man I, I kind of like the lineup as well I've been Reading up on some of the girls who've been put in for it, and they're like, you know, single mothers, and yeah. uh, there's all kinds of crazy it's relatable. stories. I there. find it yeah, quite relatable. Yeah, yeah, me too. Mm. Yeah, me too. So I'm looking forward to it. No stories yet, though, of any of the entrants shitting in anybody in any men's toilets. But, or you know, using a sock to scoop it or out. Or using a sock to scoop out the, the, the yeah. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Right, my man, let's get to it. UFC 215, Alberta, Canada. That's where we're heading. DJ versus Ray Borg will be uh, the top of the bill. And I suppose this has gone quite under the radar, the whole build-up to this. Uh, We've had Mayweather McGregor. Everybody's been going crazy on that. And it's been 
not really announced that much. I mean, here in the UK, we've not seen too much about UFC 215. We know it's existing because we're hardcore. We, 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 we stay up and we watch this nonsense uh, of a weekend. Uh, but if you're a, maybe maybe a casual fight fan, you've not really known too much about it. And I suppose the main rhetoric, the main narrative that is running on this is that this could be a record-breaking night for DJ, the most title defences of all time. Again, that's another thing that isn't really being shouted about here in the UK. I'm guessing it's the same over in the States because I've not seen too much uh, from the guys that we are in contact with over in the States that follow uh, the UFC. Nobody's making a massive amount of noise about this. Now, we've got our strong opinions on DJ, on this weight division, on this attempt to be uh, have the most amount of title defences. But in a way, let's just take our, our thought process out of it for a second, Nick. In a way, it is kind of a shame that we're not shouting about it because it is quite a monumental thing to do. I'm going to give you a stat here, right? Since the UFC formed, there's been 81 champions in some way, shape or form. That's including interim, right? So 81 champions in different weight categories. 39 of them, so that's nearly half, mm-hmm. have never made a successful defence. That's one yeah. successful defence. So nearly right. half of those champions have never made a successful defence. Yeah, so to, for him for him to be on the cusp of doing 11 straight, regardless of what we think of the talent that he's been up against, is a monumental achievement. It is, of course it is. You know, it's, uh, it's I, I can, you know, I kind of, I'm trying to get my head around why, it, why he's so obsessed with, with surpassing Anderson Silva's record. Um, and, you know, obviously it's because the, um, this is all he's got to hold on to. You know, he's not making the kind of money that most other champions in the yeah. UFC are making. He's not selling out arenas. Uh, he's not selling out arenas. He's not got the fans kind of intrigued by him. Even though, you know, that you know, John Jones is gone now. Yeah. Um so let's let's face facts. So it's hard to even argue now who's the best that he's not the best pay, pound for pound boxer uh, fighter on the planet. Um, purely because of DJ's record and the manner in which he's put the wins together in this in this flyweight division. So I, I'm I'm kind of coming round to the fact that Okay, yeah, we'll get this 11th one out the way, but, you know, please, I hope this is the end of it. I mean, is he just going to keep going? Is he just going to keep beating flyweights? Or is this, hopefully, this is going to announce on Saturday, you know what, I've surpassed Anderson's record. I think it's fucking perfectly clear that I could stay for the next five years and just keep beating people up in this flyweight division. Yeah. But instead of that, I'm going to try and go up and achieve some kind of a legacy. I'm going to try and move up to bantamweight. And you know what, with 11 straight wins... I have got no problem with the UFC going, do you know what, DJ? Do us a favour. Fight the winner of Dillashaw against Garbrandt yeah. for the bantamweight title early in the new year and don't you don't have to give up your flyweight belt. Yeah, go if be you lose eight. that, yeah. come back and defend that in spring. We'll give them... He deserves that opportunity. For someone that's put 11, potentially put 11 straight wins together, the, the most in, in company history, he at least deserves the UFC to go, okay, Put your flyweight belt on the back burner. Go and fight for a bantamweight belt because that's a legacy yeah, fight. And if yeah, you lose, yeah. you come straight back and you fight for... Even if it's the vacant belt, it doesn't matter. The belt's going to be waiting there for you. He deserves that. But as a, as, as a fan of the sport, he needs that. We need something else from Demetrius Johnson to get interested in. Mm. I'm not interested in seeing him fight flyweights. I'm not interested in him breaking this 11th, 11 and 0 Anderson Silver record. I couldn't give two fucks. Yeah. Purely because... Look at the people he's beaten. We touched on it then. You skated over it. Listen, you know, he can only beat what's put in front of him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But what's put in front of him doesn't match up. We, you know, we had a similar conversation a few weeks ago when uh, Vladimir Klitschko decided to announce his retirement yeah, from boxing. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, where does he rank in the all-time greats list? He's had this phenomenal career. But unfortunately, regardless of the wins, regardless of how many he's won and how long he dominated and a decade at the top and all that, Look at who he beat. Look at who his look who his era was. Nobody's. and compare it to a different era, and it's not even close. And that's what De- Demetrius Johnson's suffering from. Not mm. necessarily the the era, but the fact that he's a flyweight. That's why nobody nobody ever gets get, gets romantic about flyweights in boxing either. It's it's hard for fans to get involved with little guys. If I want to see little people fight, I watch me two year old son fuck about with his Lego. I'm not really that into it. I want to see guys who are bigger. Same. Bigger than me or, you know, people that can go, fucking hell, he's a unit. Oh, wow, he's the same size as me or he's the same. Because DJ, because the flyweight divisions are so small, it just doesn't generate interest. And that's crazy because, Mm. you know, he's a fully grown man. He's just a small one. Mm. It is, it is. 
Yeah, you did. You, you're absolutely bang on with what it is. I'm going to give you some more stats, right, just to see if I can bull uh, DJ up a little bit with his achievement. Obviously, he's going for 11 straight title defences. Yep. Uh, Silver's done 10. GSP did 9. Jones did 8 on Juice. Um, <laughs> well, did, he, did he do 8 or did he do 10? Well, he said... Uh, what? Because, uh, you know, I was looking at this and, okay, listen, uh, let's let's ignore for a second, and I'm not saying, th- let's just ignore for a second that, that Bones Jones is a, ju- is, is a juice head. I'm not, I, how can you ignore that? Just for one second, just while I talk about the record, obviously that, that is the elephant in the room and we will address that. But Because now what you're going to say is obviously beating DC last time out is technically part of the re- run, yeah? Because he, he hasn't been beaten. Well, exactly. That, that That's the point I'm going to say. It, take away the fact that, one, he's on juice. Two, he's a cokehead. Three, knocked over a pregnant woman and fled the scene. <laughs> Four, he's just basically a complete and utter fuck up. Take all that away mm. and just purely look at his record. He's, since he won the belt from Shogun Hua, yeah. UFC 128, he has won 10 straight. He's made yeah, but he's he won 10 straight Yeah, fights. but he hasn't been defending his belt, has he? Because well, every he single it, one of them fights him. was a title fight. Yeah, but he had it taken off him. But so every single one of those fights was a title fight. For example, last time out, he didn't walk to the octagon as the champ, did he? Nobody beat the champ. So, we, you know, effectively, well, you know, I, I get it. I, I get it. And I get what You're just trying DJ's to defend your bloody drug-cheating mate. That's what you're and trying no, to do. No, not honestly, because if we look at Anderson Silva, it's the same. Obviously, mm. we talked about it then. I think, is GSP 9, is it? GSP's 9. Jones, technically 8. You're arguing for 10. Old does done seven before uh, he got starched off uh, Connor. Check this out, right, for a, a random start. Other, yeah. the, the other 10 champs at the moment in the UFC, the other 10 champs, yeah. they've got 13 title defences between, between them. them all. Between them all. Wow. This, is even, this is even worse. Check this out. Two of them hold eight of those 13 defences. Which is... Joanna. Jo- of course it's Joanna. That's why I'm bringing the stats up. Joanna has done five. Tyron's done three. Yeah. Everybody yeah. else has either done one or none as of yet. Well, Stipe's done two, hasn't he? Yeah, and uh, Bispin has done one at this moment. Yeah. Everybody else, well, we've got new champs and we've got guys that have just done it once. That's me- that's mental, isn't it? So th- there you go. It-, it just goes to prove that to be able to keep hold of your title for such a long period of time is a, a difficult thing to do, even it- though we completely. understand yeah. the-, the standard of competition for DJ hasn't been that great. Well, that's my thing. You know, I, I was having a look at the stats in terms of, because you could, you know, likewise, GSP, when he beat Matt Hughes, became the interim champ, then he beat Matt Serra, you know, kind of in title class, if you like, t- championship class. Hmm. He's got 10 as well. Anderson's got 10. John Jones has got 10. You know, looking at it from this weird sideways view that I am, just bear with yeah, me. Yeah, from your eyes, yeah. But all of DJ's, all of DJ's, Let's say he wins that beats Ray Borg this weekend, then you know he's a massive favourite. Um, Ray Borg is seven to one. Of course, that's against ridic- fucking. That's fucking the two horse race. Jesus yeah. says it all. Mm. Um, but let's say DJ wins this one. Then it looked down his record. Not a single person in in on his on his slate has fought for or won a UFC belt. No, before no. or since. And like you know, obviously he's fought Benavidez uh, twice, and Benavidez. Obviously, has previously fought DJ for the belt, but what you know, none of yeah, those guys have been in class. Anderson Silva beat Franklin, Dan yeah. Henderson, Vita Belfort, all former champions. All right, you've made your point. GSP, GSP. Matt Hughes, Matt Serra, BJ Penn, right. Johnny Hendricks. I'd even throw Carlos Condit in there as a former interim champ. And then my boy John, my boy, I don't even want to call him my boy no more because he's a drug cheat. But the drug cheat, Johnny Bones Jones, Shogun, Rampage, Machida. Rashad, Hall of Famers. Vito, Hall of Famers, Cormier. Yeah. Come on, you know, and, and that is a legacy. Obviously, it's a completely tainted, I was juiced up to me eyeballs legacy now. No, I understand But that's point. a legacy, yeah. whereas Demetrius, yeah, get to 11-0 this weekend, man, fucking ace. Reebok, make the guy a special T-shirt that says 11-0, the greatest year. But do us a favour, DJ. Move up, son. Mm. Give us something to get excited about. Rayborg stands in his way of this uh, record at the weekend. Rayborg has never been stopped. He's never fought anybody really in the UFC. He's never been stopped. And he is a bit of a submission king. I would absolutely piss myself if he spoiled the party. Oh, man, imagine it. Would imagine it? it. And you know what? He's got he's got the corner team to do it in Greg Jackson yeah, and Michael yeah, yeah. John and, 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 and uh, Six Guns and all that. So if anyone if anyone can mastermind a win over DJ, it's certainly Greg Jackson. But listen, I, you know, again, I, I think Johnson's just a level above every No, fight. absolutely. Of course he is. 
is, but I just hope that he he, he just sticks to type, Rayborg. Listen, you're good on the deck. Get him on the deck. Try and get the kids back and choke him out. That's basically it. Play to your strength. Don't think yeah. too much about him. I, I, do you know what? The problem with DJ is fucking good everywhere. Yeah, yeah of course he, he is. You know, he, he, he's so not... you play to your own strength. The other guy's unbelievable at everything. Just do your own thing. Yeah, Fuck everything you else. Do. You're going to yeah. get taken out if you start fucking about. Go for yeah. your strength. Play with your strength and see but what happens. But you know what? The MMA gods are cruel motherfuckers at times, you know, and it wouldn't surprise me because the way DJ wangled his way out of fighting Dillashaw who by the way you know Dillashaw was like I'll move down I'll fight you that's a real fight and we we're all going fuck yeah that's a fight DJ and he was like no no why should Dillashaw get a fight down here he hasn't fought a flyweight and I just thought oh man you arsehole that's a, that's a real fight that fans can get behind and his whole bullshit was like oh but if Dillashaw comes down doesn't make weight it won't cut me record uh, he might not make weight Dillashaw's never missed weight Yeah. guess who has missed weight fucking Ray Borg yeah, ironic yeah. motherfuck mm. so anyway let's move on I don't want to get I don't want to waste too much time talking about DJ and his 11-0 record I just want to see DJ win on Saturday well actually I want to see him lose but if, when he does win on Saturday I want to see him get on the mic and go you know what mm. flyweight I'm the king I'm the lord of the flies no one ever going to beat me a flyweight I'm going up to bantamweight I'm going to be I'm going to prove myself to be the greatest of all time and I will go yes mighty mouse yes good effort I like it um, one lady that I absolutely adore, but now I want to actually get beat this weekend because of the way that she acted the last time out when she had to pull out of a fight, even though she was medically class fit, is Amanda Nunes. I've got, you know, it re- it's rankled me a little bit the way that she handled that last time out. Uh, Nunes taking on Shevchenko. This is a rematch. Obviously, the last time that these two uh, fought, Nunes got a unanimous decision. This is for the bantamweight crown that Nunes holds, and I just think that Nunes took a, a decision based on now that she's champ. Um, Obviously, she wants to hold on to her belt. I think if this would have uh, popped up on the rise to becoming champ, she would have taken that fight. As she said that she's had sinus problems all her career and she's fought with mm-hmm. it in the past. So what's she changed came out now? against Ronda Rousey, remember, with that yeah. nose strap thing? So though? what's changed now, man? Just because you got the belt and you understand that this is where you make the cash? No, this this is wound me up a little bit. I'll be honest with you. So mm-hmm. I want Shevchenko to start this weekend. I really do. Yeah, I'll I'll come back to Nunes in a minute because she she's she's a fucking enigma. Nunes, she should be the biggest star in the UFC right now. What mm. the fuck are the UFC? In fact, I'll, let's just do it now. What are the UFC doing with Amanda Nunes? What are they doing? They've got the biggest story in the fucking sport sitting on their lap, and they're doing nothing with it. Absolutely nothing at all. She should be the poster girl for the UFC. For those that don't know, formerly homeless, uh, lived in the gym, obviously rose and became champion, but in the whole process of that, um, met a girlfriend who is obviously a UFC fighter, a huge love story, they train together, blah, 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 and now she's obviously the UFC champ. It's a fantastic story. There you go. Bit of Hollywood. You'd thought that they picked up on it by now. Her and Nina Ansaroff are a fucking love story. Why have they not got their own TV show? They should have their own Kardashian-style fucking TV show. The LGBT community is all over it. They should be the face of pride. They should be allowed to wear, uh, the, you know, the rainbow clothes in the octagon. They should be all over that shit because... She is she is like not only driving like the, the figurehead for women's rights and women you know women can do it better and all that shit, but she's also doing it for that LGBT community as well. It's like I just don't get why the UFC haven't gone, you know what? Fight sports, not necessarily something that, you know, crosses over well to that kind of world, but we've got this amazing poster girl that we can promote in that world and bring a whole new audience in. The pink pound or the pink dollar in this case mate it's, it's exactly the same as a normal dollar mm. you know what i mean bring that community in encourage them to follow ufc one of the you know a lady who represents their community is absolutely been dominant and they've got the best story and i've never seen anyone sell it she fucking smashed ronda rousey to bits yeah she absolutely smashed her in one round why the fuck aren't they replaying that stuff no idea. that should be everywhere i just don't get why she isn't the poster girl for this sport right now. It baffles me, absolutely baffles me. And this is one of the biggest fuck-ups I think IMG are making, or UFC, sorry, are making right now. This is the story. Get on it. Crazy, man. Drives me insane. Well, on the back of that, I agree with everything that you said, but the way that she pulled out of the last fight rankled yep. with me. I'm going to be honest with you, man. And I also like anybody that leaves a bullet wherever she goes. I'm referring to, obviously, yep. uh, Valentina uh, Shevchenko, nicknamed The Bullet. And uh, basically, this is a true story. She she has a boatload of bullets in her back pocket. And whenever, mm-hmm. I don't know, she's been to a restaurant, she'll leave one on the table. Whenever yeah. she's uh, been with her friends somewhere, 
people will just it's like find a business card. Yeah, like it's like, yeah, exactly. Card. It's like a calling card. People will just randomly find an actual bullet knocking about, and you know that she's been knocking about. Now, for me, that's some sick ass shit, and I want that person to be extremely successful. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hope, I hope um, that uh, she can do the business this weekend because the first time that she fought um, Nunez, that was her first appearance in the UFC, man. Yep. So uh, you know, a little bit, uh, and she was coming on strong. If that had been five rounds, she'd have won that fight. There you go. Um, and this is five rounds. I. I fancy her. I really do fancy her this time around. Just the way that she's carrying herself, the way she carried herself the first time around. I'm watching a lot of the embedded stuff. The way that she just carries herself, I think, you are a psycho, motherfucker. Not that Nunez isn't. Nunez is a nutcase as well. But I just think that there's something about Shevchenko and there's something about that hungry, want-to-be-the-champion mentality. I think she might pull it off this weekend. It's funny you should say it. I fancy, you fancy her because, man, I fancy her. Like fancy. I don't know what the fuck it is. She's got that weird Russian, probably doesn't shave her armpits. Probably got a fucking, you know, pubic hair coming down ah! the thighs and everything. You know, she she probably hasn't had a Brazilian ever, but uh well, she's having one this weekend, her. mate. She's having yeah. a Brazilian this weekend. <laughs> Nunes is facing her. There's something about Shevchenko, I don't know what it is, man. She's kind of weird. She like she looks like a cheap Russian prostitute. Yeah, she does. But then it kind of does it for me. Do you know? You fucking, <laughs> fucking sick bastard. Weird. I don't know what it is. And then I was watching the countdown show this week and his sister's now appeared and his sister's like a brunette version. Ugh. I'm like, fucking hell. Imagine doing a tag team with the Shevchenko twins. No, I'm all right, thanks. I'm be- no, I'm more than fine. Man, <laughs> seriously. Get me get me them two, a king-size bed and a fucking cheese grater. Um, for those that have just tuned in to the Fight Disciples, we do everything on this show, absolutely everything. We we try our very best to talk a bit about fighting, but we do everything. Um, so who are you picking? Hang on, we ain't done Nick's picks. We'll do that at the end then, shall we? Because Nick's yep. picks goes through uh, the, the whole of the uh, main card just to keep your eyes on it. Uh, I'm backing Shevchenko on that. Um, yep. the, the other one that would stand out for me, even though the card isn't full of massive, massive names, he's obviously Rafael Dos Anjos, yep. um, his, uh, his first appearance at welterweight, I thought was absolutely tremendous. He looked a million dollars. He looked comfortable at the weight. Uh, he's taking on Neil Magny this weekend. Um, a, an interesting little stat that came out, actually, from um, Rafael Dos Anjos is that he was the stand-in for Tyron's last title fight against Dominic Cruz. If either of the... Well, if, if Dominic Cruz would have missed weight or got ill or not made the fight, Rafael Dos Anjos was the, the, the man Dominic that they were... Dominic Cruz? Uh, Damian Meyer I keep getting them two mixed yeah, up yeah, yeah. with Damian Meyer sorry I apologise uh, but uh, Rafael Dos Anjos would have been the man that they'd given the call to well that's probably because him and Damian Meyer are so similar to be mm. honest with you because mm. because of his grappling background I don't know I've, listen I, I was a huge fan of Rafael Dos Anjos when he won the title I'd done a big interview with him and he was you know very much a family man and spiritual and all that usual Brazilian bullshit that they push you away <laughs> but then remember I said to you why has Rafael de Sanos conquered the world in the lightweight division mm. with coach um, um, Rafael Cadeiro? Rafael Cadeiro to King's MMA. Why has he fucked and gone back to Singapore? Why isn't he working with Rafael no more? Why is he basing himself out of Singapore now? And he's lost the belt and he's gone backwards. What's going on? And blah, blah, blah. I've got a theory now. Go I've on. got a theory. And it involves a certain bald-headed cue ball got made called Jeff Nowitzki. Ah. And that was kind of a similar time. So the UFC bring in USADA-style testing, and suddenly Mr. Desanos decides to base himself out of Singapore. His last fight was in Singapore, up at this welterweight division as well. I don't know, man. If I was Team Neil Magny, I'd be like, somebody check that motherfucking Brazilian's piss. Because, I don't know, some people, since USADA have come in, there's certain fighters that have changed in the the way they fight and the way they look. And for me, the Sanyos kind of falls into this category. So for that reason, I'm kind of like, hmm. And I want Neil Magny to win this fight because of that, oh, purely because of that. Oh, look at you, trying to piss all over my parade. Yep. Um, th- guess who's on this card? Jeremy Stevens. Who the fuck is that guy? Do you remember him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, for those that uh, follow Conor McGregor's career, that uh, famous, obviously, press conference when uh, Jeremy Stevens was behind him, giving it the big and saying that he was the best thing uh, since sliced bread, and then Conor just turned around and went, who the fuck is that guy? Well, that's Jeremy Stevens, and Jeremy Stevens is on this card uh, this weekend. Also, uh, a little bit of a fall from grace, and it's DJ's uh, scraps. Henry Cajudo, he's on there. He's taking on uh, Wilson Heiss, um, or Heiss as they pronounce his name. These two, obviously, are previous 
Um, they've been in the octagon previously with DJs, obviously dismantled them on this fantastic run that he's on at this moment in time. DJs cast-offs. Um, but you would think, because there isn't um, an unbelievable standard to compete with DJ, if he clears off, mm-hmm. it will be the likes of Henry Cajudo, Wilson Heiss, uh, Ray Borg, these Joe type Bene- of ca- yeah, Joe Benavides, absolutely these yeah, type yeah. of characters that are going to compete maybe for an interim belt if he does step up. Yeah, I think all these guys should be like, listen, just hope. I hope DJ wins because there's more more chance of him pissing off if yeah. he wins. If he loses, God, he's going to stick around. For these that. aren't bad fighters, but they're more on the level with each other. It'll be a more competitive division. The, the, if DJ leaves, the flyweight division could come alive. It could be the best thing that happens to the flyweight division. It really could um, because it will become competitive across the board now. I'm not saying it'll suddenly start attracting fans, but at least the belt will start changing hands. There'll be a bit more interest down there and guys will... You know, at the moment, I think psychologically, obviously Ray Borg would argue different right now, but I think psychologically everybody in that flight division is kind of like, I want to be the second best in this division. I want to prove, you know, yeah. and hopefully try and get some kind of a payday. But listen, DJ ain't even getting paid, so these guys ain't getting paid either. No, absolutely. Right, come on then, Nick's picks, DJ versus Ray Borg. Uh, I'll start at the bottom. Let me start at the, the start of the main card. Though That Jeremy Stevens versus Gil Melendez. Who the fuck is that guy? Get ready for blood. This is going to be a fucking bloody mess. These two just stand and trade. Powers probably with Jeremy Stevens. Experience with Melendez. But it's Melendez's first fight down a featherweight. I don't like that because he, he's always been a little bit more comfortable in it in weights above it. I don't know whether he's going to, whether moving down to be the right idea. But then he was, he's been on a suspension. Both these guys can't put wins together no more, even though they're proper vets. This is going to be a bloody mess, but I'm going to go with Jeremy Stevens by stoppage. Light heavyweight, Latifi against Tyson Pedro. Fun fight. These guys both swing for the fences. Uh, I'd like to think Latifi is going to get it done, but I'll probably go with Tyson Pedro. Uh, Welterweight, Neil Magny, yeah. I'm going to go with Neil Magny over RDA. Purely because I think RDA, man... The writing's on the wall, kid. I don't like the fact that you, you went running when uh, when Jeff came knocking. Uh, bantamweight division for the title, Nunez Shevchenko. Go on. Hoo-wee! My girl, Shevchenko. Really? Yeah, man. I think she's gonna uh, I think she's gonna win on points, but I think it's gonna be an absolute war. Expect Nunez so. to win the first round, maybe yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Expect Shevchenko to win three, four, and five to Wicked. Come down the stretch. New champ, new champ, and the new Yeah, man. And uh, in the flyweight, of course, you know, I'd have to be an absolute fool to bet against DJ. But if Ray Borg lands, I'll be moonwalking around my living room. How quick will DJ do it? Uh, he'll do it. Yeah, he'll do it in two rounds. There you go. So there you go. That's how we're going to uh, pan out for UFC two one five. Um, you can watch UFC two one five obviously in your new clobber that you're going to buy from Luke nineteen seventy seven dot com. See what I did yep. there? Uh, you can use uh, our discount code FDLR. Uh, 1-5 it'll get you 15% off at checkout there are new partners our new clothing partners there'll be some uh, merchandise Fight Disciples merchandise coming your way as well of which you can get your hands on which uh, you know make, should make you look uh, Bobby Dazzler if you're going out on a night out we'll get you we'll, we'll get you togged up good um, make sure you come and join us on all social medias this weekend because we're getting stuck into UFC 215 if you're a person that doesn't necessarily like staying up to watch it in the middle of the night here in the UK fear not Check our social media out on Sunday morning. We will tell you the fights to avoid, the fights to watch back, because we understand your time is precious on a Sunday. You probably want to hang out with the kids and whatever you want you. You know what I mean? Uh, so if you uh, follow us at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, everything will be on there for you. And you can subscribe to our bonkers award-winning podcast uh, via iTunes. Just search out Fight Disciples, or the easiest way is to go on our website, fightdisciples.com. We talk about blocking the toilet, women that don't shave the pubes, and a bit of fighting. There you go. Mm-hmm. What more do you want? I'm going home now to fantasise about finding a bullet next to me bedstand. Wicked. Um, make sure you come and join us next week. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.